First off, thanks for coming on. So the aim, I want to leave this conversation wanting to start BJJ. Like that's the aim. Mm. So whatever you can tell me to persuade me to go into it instead of like Muay Thai or anything else, mm -hmm. I do feel like there is a timeline on how long I can live for, especially I feel like I kind of clock the gym in that aspect of just weightlifting in general. I don't necessarily have that same enjoyment as I once did and I want to put my passion into something else. So this is why I've been wanting to have you here for so long. So we can just talk about pretty much BJJ for dummies, you know, or like the how to get into it, almost the most, for people who have no idea what it is, I want to cover as much ground as possible. Mm -hmm. So let's start with your credentials, <laughs> um, because I can't have like a a fake on this part of podcast. Of course, bro. Of course. So let's start with the credentials. Um, well, so I firstly started my jiu-jitsu journey with uh, Roger Gracie Academy. Okay. Roger Gracie is a um, ten-time world champion. Uh, his family come from the lineage that started Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So no way. This guy is like up there. You know, this is from when Mayeda, a Japanese immigrant came to Brazil and mm. he brought jiu-jitsu, which was just jiu-jitsu. It wasn't Brazilian jiu-jitsu, it was Japanese jiu-jitsu. So it was throws, punches, kicks, everything. So it was a lot more violent. Yeah. It originated from the samurai era. He brought it to Brazil and um, the brothers, Carlos and Helio, couldn't really do it because Helio had brittle bone disease. So okay. they then changed jiu-jitsu to be adapted to multiple limbs versus one limb. So like your legs and your arm against my arm, it doesn't yeah. matter how skilled I am, you're going to tap me out. And this is what started Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. No way. Bro, it's the art of folding people with their clothes on. <laughs> that's, that's what... That's okay, the, that's what it was... That's a gi. Yeah, that's gi. There's gi and no gi. Yeah. They're totally different. So like, oh, really? Massive. Okay, bro. briefly touch into that. So gi is a lot more tactical. You've got grips. You can stall. Yeah. Like, I can use your shirt to tie it around your leg, tie it around your neck. I can just hold you there. Oh, really? I can put you to sleep with your own top as well. And that's like, and that's actually allowed, isn't it? Yeah, in terms bro. Of, the rules will let you... Massively, bro. Like, strangle me. <laughs> bro, if you take someone who's never watched jiu-jitsu to a gi fight, it can go wrong as well. Like, my dad came to watch me once. Yeah. And I was smashing this guy. Like, we have a point system to win. So you mm. get three when you pass their legs, you get the back is four. I was winning 18-0 destroying this okay. guy and he got a sneaky choke on me and he put me to sleep like i didn't even know where i no was way. and my dad ran through the sides and started fighting this guy <laughs> i woke up and was trying to stop my dad from fighting this guy yeah. it's quite crazy bro so you had an 18 point lead and then what happened then i was asleep bro like, i was dreaming someone was stealing my car like that was so how you don't even know how it happened Nah, bro it was just basically you've got the arteries both sides yeah right? If you close them off, the oxygen stops going to the brain and you're just asleep, bro. It was nice. I felt asleep. I was, wow. <laughs> I thought no, one's, the, no one's there to lift your legs. They did. But yeah. then I woke up and my dad's like fighting the other guy. I okay. thought I was fighting him and then my I dad's see. fighting him. So dad doesn't come to jiu-jitsu. So. Oh, wow. So Brazilian jiu-jitsu derives from jiu-jitsu jiu from Japan. That's correct. Yeah, Maeda. His lineage is from Kanu, who is the father of judo. So the, the lineage just goes way far yeah. back. Like, Kano was an impressive guy. This guy was, like, into languages. Uh, he was in the ministry. He was just doing everything. And then, like, I don't know how he had time for his wife because he was working 18 hours a day, yeah. seven days a week. Okay. But he was an impressive guy. So they all came from that, and they brought that to America. And then, obviously, it's filtered out throughout the world, you know, Europe, yeah. uh, Asia, South America. Obviously, it's huge in Brazil. Yeah. But now America's the hub, and they're bringing Nogi to the forefront. 
So this is like shorts and just a t-shirt. There's no grips. It's really exciting. So does that would that change how competitions are massively, conducted? So massively. Not, would that mean not you won't need to have a gi in a particular no, position? No, and also you could possibly break down some barriers because gi is quite expensive. So when you go to other yeah. countries, kids haven't got the gis. They can just put shorts and a t-shirt on and they can do it. And then anyone can do it, do you know what I mean? And it also yeah. promotes more athleticism because there's no grips to hold on. You can't just pin someone. It's actually, you have to get those right grips to really lock someone up. Because okay. you can slow someone down. Now, if I grab your, your, your trouser pants and your sleeve, yeah. I've got you both sides. I control your balance. You, either way you try to go, I've got you. Whereas if it's no gi, I can't what, hold on your wrist. You take it off. It's done. Oh yeah, this is probably why they wear like skin tight skin tight sometimes you know they cheat they use the grease but oh <laughs> really let's not get into that what yeah. are we talking about you put some g- <laughs> butter on cocoa butter you know no a bit way. of argan oil you know some baby oil it's like why are you glistening bro they're, they're shining sometimes that's bro. so funny they're shining bro i mean if you can get away with it a few people have tried it bro but wow yeah they're naughty bro what made you decide to get into brazilian jiu-jitsu then i've been super lucky to have been around a family that was big into sports like my dad um, played basketball for Cyprus and my mum swam for England so it was like no they were nationals bro as kids we tried everything like yeah. gymnastics football running mm. cricket football karate everything but we mainly went into Muay Thai and kickboxing and um, I did that with a national team in Cyprus so I had some really good teachers like they'd gone all over the world and when I came to England I struggled to find a good team to train with and um, I saw these two guys rolling around on the floor and I was like, what the hell are they doing, man? That floor is yeah. well dirty. Like, you know, <laughs> this guy's got his balls on the other guy's head. So yeah. <laughs> no offense to anyone, but I was like, I don't know if that's for me. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, bro, I just thought this guy, older guy invited me over and was like, listen, if you think you're that good, try it. And uh, he folded me like a pretzel, like so many wow. times. And I was like, okay, cool. This, Humbled you. Bro, this, yeah, bro, exactly. Like, you know, yeah. I've been doing kickboxing 10 years then, so I thought I was a tough guy, innit? Yeah. 19 years old. I this is... <laughs> Always been a long journey. Yeah, bro, yeah. yeah. I tried it first, then I left it. I left it for four years and came back. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And it's man. never stopped since. No way. But I've, obviously, I've had stops where I've worked abroad, where yeah. I was in banking, where you get yeah. moved around for nine months here and there. But like overall, nine years solid like of jiu-jitsu. That's so wild. So to briefly touch on you used to work in the banking side of things, what made you want to just give up the... Yeah, you know, everyone knows of banking, it's good money. Yeah. And you've got a good team, you can have some camaraderie with your team and you travel the world. But um, I feel like you're just making rich people richer. Like, you okay. know, like it's, that's what it comes down to. You know, yeah. you're just a small cog in a big clock. You know, like you've got to kind of sometimes branch out it doesn't define you this job mm. like we were saying earlier you, you could be working 50 years you can change your career it doesn't have to be just banking yeah you know does it really fulfill your soul just to sit there and push buttons in front of six monitors that's I very true i think so man i mean it's like i said to you earlier it's amazing that you was able to find an interest in something outside of mm. your nine to five and now that now you're pursuing it literally 100 percent full bro. on you're full you're full deep into it oh, bro. you're addicted Right, but even when I was doing my banking job, I'd work yeah. from eight to six. Yeah, I'd get the train to Hammersmith, train seven to nine, come home, wash my stuff, then wake up seven o'clock next morning, start again every wow. day. Rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat, bro. So what's your credentials? Credentials, bro. <laughs> Let's mean, go. So we're talking about every belt. Um, blue belt was a hard journey. So okay, so talk about the belt ranking system. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, so if I was to start off, white belt. So if you're and I'm not going to get the white belt straight away. No, straight. no, you will, bro. You start. Really? Off, you start off as white belt. That is it. Your 
you're fresh that is it okay then you earn stripes each belt yeah so usually from white to blue it's every three months you get a stripe like it depends doesn't matter if you're a hobbyist or you're going to compete yeah you, you you get your stripes you, you get your attendance form you learn your techniques you keep turning up you are going to be the nail like they're going to be the hammer they're going to be battering you mm. That's just facts. You're not going to be good at the start. Like, you're just going to be a participant. Bro, you are. You're just a body. They're, yeah, just, yeah. they're just practicing on you. Like, <laughs> you're like, And then the time will go and they're like, oh, did you, do you want to try it? And you're like, one minute, you've just been beating me up five minutes. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's, it sounds like it's just a bit, they're just testing you to see if you're going to just show up for the next day. Yeah, like a lot of, so the dropout rate is huge. It's not an easy sport. And to mm. get a black belt in jiu-jitsu that's why people say it's like a diploma. Do you know what I mean? It's like a PhD because you put so much time into it. Yeah. There's struggle. And there's there's new struggle. Then you get better. Then there's new struggle. And there's, <laughs> yeah. there's this layering, bro. There's layers. Okay. You so from white belt, you can get three stripes. That's four. Four stripes. Four, yeah. yeah, yeah. Every three months mm -hmm. if you continue at it. Yep. And you can just shop once a week. No, no. Or is it based on who's giving it to you? So I'd, I'd say any good gym, this is not, to get in trouble but any good yeah. gym will want you there three four times a week when you do go and do it yourself and you see that i don't know let's just say gary and you started at the same time right yeah and gary's training three four times a week and you're doing once and you can't hit a triangle you can't hit an arm bar mm. and but you know you're better than gary but he's whooping you and you're like why is he because his mat time his exposure to every okay. situation is greater than yours and it's the same as if you learn a language experience yeah but it's just time isn't it like yeah. if i do spanish twice a week and you do it once a week i should be better than you and if you're gonna have a better dialect 100 yeah. percent. we're putting the time in you're putting the exposure in you're you're putting those those even that extra minute is you could learn something you know mm. and like yeah so for that it is it's very impressionable that first belt if you you have to know where you're going to learn you have to research it because there's a lot of booky schools <laughs> so, so like, there is bro they'll sell you a dream and then yeah you know they give you a rotten egg like you, you need yeah. to look out where you're gonna go and this is i think i, I spoke to you earlier about the credible credibility of things mm. because everyone kind of wants to know oh who gave you that belt yeah so, 100 kind of get a, like a gist of oh is this guy actually about it mm. you know so yes so you get the four stripes mm -hmm. get a white belt and yeah. the drop-off rate must be huge bro they usually Imagine like you when you walk, walk people you ask people, they're like, Oh, I do jujitsu and like what belt are you? You say white, they lose interest. But as soon as you say blue belt, like, oh you must be sick, like you must okay. be sick. But you could be a world class white belt, do you know what I mean? Because you could have done this is the thing with jujitsu that people don't look at always. You could have done judo for the national team and you still go in a maximum blue belt. Wrestling, you could be like Khabib. He's a, he was a white belt, bro. Khabib. Okay. Khabib, like this is UFC champion, yeah. never beaten, went in as a white belt. So of course he's mullering people, like, do you know what I mean? So. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? So he, outside of Ephraim's training, when he goes into BJJ, yeah. he's classified as a white belt. Show. Yeah, because he's not gone through the curriculum. So he's not done it long enough to no, get to No, no. Okay. I mean, I know with judo, you yeah. do usually skip to blue belt because you've got, Every fight, every fight in competition starts standing anyway. Okay. So you can use wrestling, judo, or sambo. But ultimately, it'll come down to Brazilian jiu-jitsu how to finish the fight because you're going to submit the guy yeah. with your limbs, his neck, ankles, feet, knees, elbows, whatever you want, wrist or, So yeah. you can get a white, like you said, a white belt who's literally been, has tons of experience within oh, the man, sport. You get him from all walks of life. Like even, I had Drew Sullivan, who I used to train with, and he was a great bit and basketball team captain. Mm. Six for eight. No. Like you try to get around this guy's legs. Yeah. Good luck, man. Like, and he was so fit as well because yeah. he was just coming to the end of his career as the captain for Great Britain. 
And so you're training with this guy, and I'm like, well, actually, I'm not like world like world level fitness. Yeah. I'm good level jujitsu, but like, I was about ahead of him, but it was still a nightmare because his legs were so long and that weight too. Yeah, man. I yeah. think he was like 18 stone. Yeah. So like, he's, that is the limbs are longer too. <laughs> big boy, man. And like when that when that bite, when that forearm wraps around your face, his legs, bro. Really? Yeah, because there's this thing called spider guard where you grab both sleeves, put your foot on the bicep, and you extend. Now imagine his legs are almost six foot. Yeah. That's my height. Like, what, what am I going to do when the guy's legs there and he's just pushing me away and then he yeah. just chokes you? Like, wow. Yeah, man. This, you do get lots of different people who are super lucky in Hammersmith. We had Henry Cavill there, Guy Ritchie, yeah. um, Noel Clark from Kid Hot Hood, um, the girl from the Dragon Tattoo, she was there as well. Like, oh, you so do, you meet do up, get to meet a lot of yeah, like influential people. A lot of cast from Made in Chelsea as well. Like, oh, goodness. Yeah, that was, no, there was people there. <laughs> oh, bro. you lost me there. Oh, sorry, bro. I'm st- I still watch it. Bro. Don't worry, I'll edit that out. <laughs> So from white belt to blue belt, yeah, blue belt, yeah, blue belt's a cool belt. Do you so three six nine? You you have to be at the white belt for at least a year. Yeah, unless you are like one of those freak talents, or if you started as a kid. So the kids, kids have a belt system to themselves. They've got all the cool colors. They've got yellow, orange, green. Oh, yeah, like because where I teach as well, yeah. four to nines and nine to fourteens, we put them for a belt system. So it's like white, gray, and white, gray, gray, and black. Yellow, yellow. Color blind. I can't see that. Bro, bro, <laughs> they, their belts look so cool, man. Yeah, that sounds good. I yeah. didn't realize that. So, yeah. is yellow not a real belt? It's just for kids. It's, it's a kid's belt. So it's like because oh, so imagine sense. you've got kids, you can't keep them in teaching them ten years and not give them a belt. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they're gonna weird. they're gonna lose a bit of enthusiasm. Yeah. And even if it's a hobby, for they do it twice a week. They are monsters when they come to white belt, bro. Like you get okay. these old guys that they think, oh, he's just a kid, and they're getting ragdolled. Like, <laughs> yeah. like these little boys and girls just ragdolling and I'm like just yeah. throwing them sideways. Like, wow. that, that girl can't do that, and she's just she's choked him out. It's done. Like that sounds wild. So this is the thing with jujitsu. Like it's, it's open. So humbling. It is, bro. Very you d- you don't know, bro. Like you could be going against Reggie, who who like changes garbage. But in yeah. that gym, he's a world champion. Like mm. He goes to the competitions and he's whooping people, but then he's humbly at work, do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's so crazy. So, blue belt, is it the same, uh, same scenario as the white? You used to no, to... it's a bit longer. So, with white, obviously, it's four stripes again, right? Same. Is it always four stripes? Always four stripes, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's four stripes and blue and purple, so purple's the next one we'll talk on. It's, yep. it's where the person finds their game. And what we mean by game is your strategy to win your fights. So, you'll mm-hmm. either probably be someone who likes to be on top which is like a guard pass so we call it a pressure pass or you'll be someone on bottom which is a guard player so you will use your legs and your arms to just off balance them and get on top or tap them from the bottom the guy on top is going to tap you from the top or pass you and then advance the position because at the end of the day the main ethos in jiu-jitsu is position over submission okay so the better your position is the easier it is to tap you so say if i get your back yeah you can't even see me so you're in a terrible position right yeah but then if I'm between your legs, you hold all the keys because you've got two legs against me, two arms, and I've only got two arms. Okay, yes. So it's just about having the best position. That's what it comes down to. Oh, and then you just kind of figure out your game and how to yeah, really yeah. So there's, achieve that. There's, so there's different different games. So there's guys who uh, like have, got, have speed, so they're speed passes. They get past your legs, then they get the back. Then you've got guys who are pressure passes, like a bulldozer. They just slowly grind you out and get to the position and demoralize you i think they're the yeah. worst because they break your will like they make you not want to be there okay <laughs> you know they're just non-stop it's they're just like, like the endurance is immense uh, endurance is immense on the willpower like, yeah and then you've got the guys also who never tap like you get them in all submissions and you're gassing out your forearms are gone as if they're not tapping because they feel like they can get out 100 and you're 
grip is just not good enough. Bro, your grip could be good enough. So they're, they're not actually breaking their bones, right? <sighs> Some people do, bro. That's so wild. Yeah, man. Like, this is the, the recovery thing. aspect on that. Yeah, this is the thing. You, this is why a lot of guys with jiu-jitsu, so jiu-jitsu has become way more professional now. Before it was just, let's go do 20 hours a week jiu-jitsu. Like yeah. two sets of two, five days a week. Now people are stretching 30 minutes a day. People are using, they're doing like proper strength and conditioning programs. So they're bully, bulletproofing their bodies to save their knees, save their elbows. And they're yeah. coming in like machines now, bro. That's why a lot of them use words. Okay. Yeah, man, top level, they're all using words. Wow. Yeah, bro. Like when I, I find the steroid subject alone is real fascinating because you hear about many uh, combat sports mm-hmm. uh, steroids are involved, especially with the UFC, like mm. one championship, but no one ever really talks about it. It not only aids with uh, recovery, uh-huh. muscle gain, it do so much. Yeah. But is it actually very common within the sport? I've, I'll be honest with you, I've competed at European and world level. Yeah. And that's where it is most common. And the reason why is because the sport is a young sport, so it's less regulated. There's less money involved. So, like, you know, like UFC mm. has USADA. There's less federations that will get in and go, actually, do you know what? We'll test all the purple belts in middleweight who look like heavyweights today. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, they're like, they're, they could bench 150, bro. Like, <laughs> this guy is not 79 kg. Do you know what I mean? Like, okay. come on now. Come on now. Do you know what I mean? Big discrepancies. Bro, like, I'm not going to say I'm a weak individual. I'm actually quite pretty strong and I've yeah. trained all my life. And some of the guys are twice as strong as me and I'm like, nah, no way. Yeah. That's not natural when I'm training 15, 18 hours a week. So just to clarify, are you on any gear? Absolutely not. Absolutely no, bro. Not. Would warrior. you ever consider it? No way, bro. Not no for way. your sport? No mm. way, bro. I've, I'm very lucky for my parents. I've got strong genes. Yeah. Eat good food. I mean, you've survived so many years yeah, without bro. it. So. Yeah, bro. I'm still fighting the 21-year-olds, bro. I'm 33. <laughs> I don't care, and I beat a lot of them. So yeah. that's absolutely fine. That's so, cool, though. Yeah, man. Um, I think you just got to look after yourself, bro. Like anything, in moderation. Yeah. I get why they do it. Just listen to your body, too. Bro, I, I totally get why they, people take it, too. Bro. I get it. You know, it's like uh, when Conor McGregor snapped his leg. Mm. It's no secret. Everyone knows he's juicing up on something because bro. you need your muscles to recover quick. Bro, a hundred, bro. We had a brother recently. He went and did a big comp, and he's tore his pec. He's ripped a pec his tear. Yeah, and That's his biceps terrible. gone as well, bro. And it's, it's like, all it goes black, black. Uh, bro, it's, it's gone, bro. His arms yeah. gone as well, and he's just in a cast. And we're like, mate, you just need to get on something. You need to be back on the scene because he's he's having a good run. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So are we talking about uh, BJJ too? Yeah, and yeah. He, Wow. Yeah, bro, like the guy got him in an armbar and like with our team where we train in elite jiu-jitsu, it's one of the teams with Luton obviously as well, we are, like a lot of people will come to our gym and they won't come back in because they see us like wild there and it is quite wild. Like, What do you mean? Like we'll be training on the mats but we're sometimes flying off the mats and we're like on concrete still fighting. Oh, you know? But the team is so competitive, bro. Yeah. And like a lot of our rival gyms, their best people are joining our team. We've got a really strong women's team, like three of the best fighters in the UK are in our team. Yeah. The guys team, we've got one of the best in Europe. We've got so many good youngsters coming through. You like used to go there and have three good rounds. Now, bro, I go there, I'm like, man, there's at least eight good rounds today. And I'm like, do I really want to face someone twice? Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, come on now. These guys are just, they're adapting every month. They're just so have, much better. Have you noticed, like, over the course of years since you've been doing it, it is there more and more people joining that now? Oh, 100%. It seems bro. like it's such a huge trend. Yeah, bro. Oh, bro, I'm going to put it down to what we was talking about earlier. The fact that when you jiu-jitsu, to do jiu-jitsu, struggling to say it, you will learn something new every lesson. And you like like yourself, you've done other sports. Yeah. That's not possible. Like even if you do boxing, 
jab, cross, punch, uppercut, hook. And there's combinations you can do southpaw, orthodox. There's only so much you can learn. Obviously, Floyd Mayweather is like mm-hmm. undeniable, he's special. <laughs> yeah. But the rest of them can't get to that level. Do you know what I mean? And like yeah. in jiu-jitsu, what is one minute popular and is a winning like theory on how to win, in a year's time it's irrelevant because someone's found like the formula to beat that and then have yeah. a formula for two years then someone will find that from 10 years ago one minute they did that guard now they do this guard yeah. or one minute this person's passing like this or this submission comes back into like popularity and then there's a new name for it and you're like oh one minute yeah. what's what's this anaconda choke what's this do you, do know you get I mean? to name your own thing if you've Bro, invented it I would love to I'd what love would you to. call it? Oh, separate card oh no man oh. <laughs> I'll have to. I'm gonna have to come back with a name for you, bro. Like that'll be epic. Oh, bro. Like, but it it sounds like you know when people describe Brazilian jiu-jitsu compared mm. to like other combat sports is, it's a sport that you're even when you're every time you're rolling you're always at hundred percent. And mm. let's say you're sparring in Muay Thai or boxing, you're never gonna be hundred percent because you're either protecting yourself or you're protecting mm. another person. So you're never really gonna have that same uh, level of. A competi- competitiveness yeah, yeah, yeah whereas Brazilian jiu-jitsu you're always go 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 do you, it, do you know what bro it is a tough sport like I think some people are always 100 like I get the ones who compete professionally usually I'd say it's about 80% but still oh really but we've got the advantage of when say if you dominate me in a fight yeah and you get me into that position where my joint is at a bad position, there's no escape. I say, tap, you've killed me, essentially. Then we start the round again. It's a six-minute round. You could get me twice, I could get you once, or whatever, vice versa. There's always an opportunity to come back. And you don't always get that in a ring. You get knocked out, you're out, bro. The session you're taking yeah. out, you go check for a concussion. You get your eyes checked, your temple checked. But with jiu-jitsu, it's like, worst can happen, you get put to sleep. Okay, some people land funny, but like there should be enough teachers in the room. Like, when I'm teaching, I see, like, kids going wild or adults going wild, I'll ban them from doing certain things because I know they're not ready to carry out those techniques. Okay. You prepare people. Like, we also do courses on balancing the muscles as well, so they're used to these positions. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. there's got to be a lot of stuff around it. But so does that prevent injuries? I think if you teach way. people smartly and, yeah. to, and to train smart, so, like, what we recommend is specifics because... There's a lot of different positions in jiu-jitsu. You've got half guard, 50-50, saddle, honey hole. There's all these weird names, yeah. back, mount. If you put people in all those positions, eventually when they get to competition, they're not going to care where they are. And that's what you want. You want that fearlessness where you can't be tapped. Yeah. And that's when you're like, do you know what? I don't care what this guy can do or this girl can do. When I put my submission on you, you're done. I said, I'll let you throw your best at me and I'm going to whoop you after. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's, There's nothing better than that, bro. Like having someone <laughs> putting their life on the line for five minutes trying to beat you and then yeah. you just need 30 seconds to beat them. Do you know what I mean? Like, I love that because you want to you wanna be a sniper as well. Yeah. You want to be able to put it on in seconds. And I think that having that control to trust your defense to then turn it to the counterattack is um, it's pretty cool, man. To be able to not only withstand someone's best mm. and then to reverse it. That's, that's my coach every day, bro. Oh, He's really? like take any position you want and this is he's out of it and then he's just doing damage to you and there's always a crowd of people watching and you're like why are these like guys watching have me? someone in, in checkmate yeah, and yeah, yeah. somehow managed to oh, man, just, reverse it yeah even then it's like he's just basically reset the whole board again yeah and he's got 20 pieces and you've got one like it's, yeah. you're, gonna, you're gonna lose that one wow. piece. yeah man there's some people out there who are truly amazing in terms of like injury wise though for mm-hmm. people who would let's say want to go into their sport mm-hmm. like you said earlier how 
you if you see people who you think they're not experienced enough to handle like that move mm-hmm. you'll ban them from doing that mm-hmm. it's like injuries very prevalent within a sport it depends on what they're trying to do like so a lot more of our injuries happen when people stand up so a lot of people have this like perception of oh i can do a double leg because i've seen it in ufc but the guys doing these double legs in ufc have done wrestling for 20 years that it's, it's not easy to hit a good double leg against someone who's resisting, you're compromising your neck, your hips, your shoulders. Someone sprawls in your head, bro, you can be knocked out if they get it good. Do you know what I mean? And like, yeah. It's not just that, it's how you're landing as well. These guys are taking you down and landing on your side. Some of these people just blast through the side and the knees go and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Or yeah. they, they, they pull their lower back. So we, we will drill the technique, I don't know, for like five. So say if I wanted to get you to do takedowns, me and you would put a five-minute timer on and we'll do two for two just entries, not even the full takedown. Then we'll do takedowns and then I'll maybe let you spar if I see your technique's good. So you've probably done it a hundred times just in that lesson. I see. And then we'll do that three, four times a week. So like in a year, you've done it 10,000 times, like the Bruce Lee, you know, yeah. one move 10,000 times. I see. Do you know what I mean? That's how it should be. And that's, that's all to perf- Oh, so that's not everyone doesn't train that way. That's just your that's, philosophy. That's, that's the way I do it with my teaching. My yeah. boys, especially my youngsters I've got, if you ask them to do an armbar from any position, they get you an armbar. From, yeah. from an open guard where they can just literally jump on you, like fly at you, yeah. or closed positions, or from the back, or from... Wow. Bro, there are some killers, Some man. mean machines. Bro, the kids are so cool, man. Like, just... <laughs> oh, it's, do you find that yeah, you get the most enjoyment um, teaching kids? Or? So, so I've got two kids' classes that I, I teach, four to nines. Yeah. They're just wild, bro. Like, the They've got a lot of energy, kids. Bro, though, you can't stop kids, man. Yeah. Like, the most common thing... And they don't even need water. No, no, bro, oh, man. <laughs> Just they, go, go, go. Bro, they, we, make, we get them to do planks, wall sits, two, three minutes, bro. They, yeah. Like, you know, and we get them to do, yeah, I'm sure you've seen Coach Carr. The movie? Yeah. yeah. So he gets them to do suicides in basketball. Just run yeah. into the line, then press up, run into the line, press up. We do sprawls. That's uh, stopping the takedown. It's three, four minutes of that, bro, of sprawls. Yeah. Like most people can do 10, 15, then they're knackered. These kids are doing 40, 50. They don't even sweat. No, bro. <laughs> they're like, can we do it again? And you're like, are you mad? Yeah. Like, what's going on? As a parent, that's amazing. You can bring your child, yeah. you get all their energy out, and then come home, they're all chill. Bro, like the best thing with them as well, their parents come in for the grading. And when they see their kids get a stripe or a new belt, and they see that the community we've built, we're making a real, they're mm. making their kids strong kids. Do you know what I mean? Like they're, and just mentally disciplined. Yeah, bro. And they've, and they've got respect for the others as well. Do you know what I mean? They share. Yeah. So we, we have a currency of apples. So if they're good, they get two apples. Like you cut the slices on it on break time. Oh, really? Yeah, Is man. this only specific to kids? Because that sounds good. Bro, like you oh, share no, the apples. apples. <laughs> oh, bro, you share the apples with the boys, man. They love it, man. Oh, really? Yeah. So the best, the best student that, that day gets two. slice. Oh, yeah, well, you know what? May bring in oranges, man. We'll see. Because we tried to bring in bananas. They weren't keen. They just wanted apples again. Interesting. I mean, I love bananas more. That's but a change. <laughs> yeah, man. But the kids are good, man. Like That's amazing. Okay, so they have their own belt system. Mm-hmm. So blue belt, you same process, how many years? It depends on the academy you're at, again. So I hate to, yeah. like, you have to expand you don't it. Want to it, it, it. Yeah, you don't want to shot fires. Yeah, I can't say gi or no gi is better here because I love both, even though mm. I do no gi more now. But if you're a no gi guy, it depends on your coach. If he wants you to win worlds or like Europeans, you could be two, three years at that belt. And it's the same with gi again. Yeah. But if you're just a hobbyist, it could be two years, two and a half years max and you're gone. Like I did about three and a half years at Blue Belt. Yeah. Because I was competing for the team. We had a strong team and we were going all over the world. Like you name it, Abu Dhabi, South Africa, Japan. We were wow. competing everywhere. 
So that's crazy. This is wicked, bro. That's that's what we was talking about earlier, where yeah, you get to meet people. Yeah, communities, bro. The community is unreal. And you don't even need to speak that uh, that language with no, them. No, no, no. The concept is the same. When you're rolling, you're rolling. Yeah, like some. Yeah. The reason I got this the job teaching in Luton was I fought one of their best fighters three times. Okay. And then afterwards, he's like, "Do you want to come train at our gym?" Like we'd like to learn your style, yeah. and then uh, I remember they stitched me up real bad, man. Like, what they, do you mean? You walked into the <laughs> nah, gym, bro. Like, I, I did like about eight hours work investment, then I drove all the way to Luton from Essex. So it was like an hour and forty-five up there. Yeah. yeah. And these brothers have been so good to me, and I knew they stitched me up, bro. They had like starting from white to black, the mo- the best student, like the most energy, like the most grit, the most like aggression ready for me. Yeah? Okay. So I started off in the first one. I was like, cool, white belt. I smash him. Blue yeah. belt, it's a bit tougher, isn't it? And then yeah. a bigger blue belt. And I was like, this guy's big and he's 90 kilos. It's a big blue belt. Purple belt. Like this is the guy I fought. Very tough. It's like a draw. Yeah. Then, then like the black belts come out, isn't it? And you're like, <laughs> oh man, these guys are just... Whooping your ass. Bro, like, like you know, the gi is quite abrasive. Mm. Like if you like to moisturize your skin, have a good skincare. Yeah. It's not good. And they were burning my face, bro. They were just sitting on me. Like that and I was just red as hell man after I was like I'm one tapping from the bloody <laughs> wow it's, it's the pressure bro that's the thing people don't understand about jujitsu like people look at it and they think it looks so easy like yeah. when you get someone who knows how to apply themselves like bro I bet you you get some 90 kilo guys you get a 60 kilo woman and get them to go side control or get the back or like have a body triangle locked up mm. they will shit themselves pretty quickly man like they'll be like Where's this pressure come from? Like, how is this person generating this against like one limb? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what is going on? And it's like manipulating the body. Bro, it is. It wow. is. It's manipulating the joints, and we we don't realize we're actually for as strong as we can be. We can be fragile when placing like our shoulder disposition. If you're moving it diagonally, bro, we're weak as anything. So anyone yeah. can move your shoulder that way and submit you. Do you know what I mean? Or you know, you get enough under the neck, you can submit someone quite easy as well. I see. Wow, yeah, scary man. man. But it's scary, but then, you know, I you think just, it's good for defence as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like a lot of our old female students in our club have like, people have attempted to mug them and take mm. their bags and they've just thrown them or like literally just twisted their arm and they've let go. Do you know what I mean? And I think, be, especially, it sounds as though it's like anyone who takes some form of uh, combat sport, it just allows them to mentally understand and process what's happening in that moment. Mm. Let's say in an event of a mugging, mm. they know what to do, you know? Mm. I think this is your spatial awareness as well, bro. Yeah. Like your stance, your your confidence in yourself, your balance as well. You're less compromised than someone who thinks they know how to fight and has never had a fight in their life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because like essentially, if you are competing in jiu-jitsu or these events, you fought in front of crowds, you fought against someone who's trying the to... The adrenaline's just different yeah, too. Man, yeah, man. You can't prepare for that unless you do it. And that's mm. it. Do you know what I mean? It's just putting yourself in that position over and over and over again because a lot of people do competitions and give up at the first hurdle because it doesn't go right for them. It doesn't go right for a lot of people first time because... You've got to look at it this way. In a competition, in the first round, 50% of you are losers. Yeah. People don't look at it that way, but it's true, isn't it? Yeah. For 100 people going to a competition like the like Physical 100 on Netflix, 50 out <sighs> first. Kid. It's amazing, bro. It? <laughs> it's amazing. Bro, that's another reason to go to Korea, bro. Yeah, I loved it as well because they got athletes, but it goes to show that bodybuilders alone mm. just are not good enough. Mm. You know, you have to have another form of discipline. Yeah. Apparently, you know, in the first task they've done the hanging and the udt guy he beat the olympian yeah his arms were like paralyzed for two months yeah that's mental bro. madness because he, i i think his mind was so used to training in such intense that he doesn't lose these guys are army yeah. people who teach the best yeah he's like i'm not gonna give up 
But mm. later on down the line, it took him two months to get feeling back into his arms. I was like, that's wild. And what they said is, every 30 minutes, the ambulance is coming, taking someone else away. Like, there's blood, but Netflix didn't broadcast it, apparently. Mm. Bro, do you know what? Some of the activities they were doing, like, you know where the guys had the Atlas Stones? Yeah. Well, Right there for two hours. Yeah. Oh, two, like, I'll be like, I'm how? Right, I'm good, mate. Ten minutes. But you're, I'm done. you're not quite that. <laughs> Bro, you, you, you're, you're not sleeping right for yeah, years. That's like, it. Oh, mate. That's mate. just how that was horrible. But yeah, a great, great show. I loved, mm. I loved it. Would you ever consider doing anything like that? If I'd you love to. I'd be honoured, bro. I'd be honoured. Like, yeah. like Ninja Warrior or something like that would be pretty cool. Oh, really? Yeah, That's man. Is that the one where they run the course? Just, like, yeah, they've got rings. They've yeah. got like, poles. Because we, we do like... We're very lucky in our club. We've got gymnastics rings and a few of the guys have been yeah. pretty solid at it. So that's what we use as conditioning for our training as well. Yeah, there's so, nothing better for your delts when you're able to bro. control your whole body. Yeah, man, you've got the pull-ups, yeah. the press-ups, the skin, the cats, you're getting your core as well, up and down. Um, and muscle-ups as well. So yeah. like anyone out there should definitely do rings, man. Rings is cool, yeah. man. That, that that makes you strong, man. As a kid, like in PE class, it was it sound it was so fun to do that. Mm. Like now, yes, I'm lucky enough to train in a gym that has all those facilities. Doesn't mean I just do it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. it is something that it, it's a very unique style of movement. Something mm. that you control is everything and balances everything yeah, to the rings. But yeah, back to BJJ, man. Like competing, wow. Have you, so how many competitions have you gone through? Oh, bro, I've had over 500 fights, so I wouldn't know competitions. How do you even count that? Um, Every day, do you have something on your notes? You're just like, you know what? It was at Blue Belt, man. I really struggled to win at Blue Belt. Like, I would, I would think in that, I think even my club did an interview on me as well, and I got to 18 finals in a row, and I lost every final. And I'd be winning a lot of them. I'd, be, I'd, like, I'd gone through the first stages where I'd fight the best guy in Sweden, best guy in Greece, yeah. and I'd beat them convincingly. And then I'd get to the final against someone who's unknown, like me, I was unknown to these guys. Yeah. And I'd just get butterflies, man. Everyone would be like, sure. Oh, like stage fright? Yeah, man. I'd, I'd be winning, and then yeah. I'd look at the clock, and I'd somehow get beaten. And it just kept happening, happening, no happening. So I kept competing more and more, whereas most people would stop. Yeah. Even my dad said at the time, I was like, son, I don't like seeing you lose. And I was like, but I'm beating four or five people to get here. It's yeah. not like my record is actually quite good. It's not bad. <laughs> do you know, like most people would take that, that them amount of wins to lose one now and then. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And um, yeah, man, I just kept going and going and going. Like if I saw a competition, sometimes I'd compete Saturday, then compete Sunday, then play football Sunday night as well. Like that okay. was, that's how much energy I had back then. Do you know what I mean? I still, now it's just two a month I do. So, like, it could be a show I go on or whatever, yeah. or, like, um, just a big competition abroad. So. Wow. So, how do you how do you actually keep uh, track of your stats? Um, so, we're on websites as well. So, you can fight for different federations. So, you've got IBJF, mm-hmm. which is the biggest. Um, that's for Gi and Nogi. Then you've got AJP, which is, like, um, an Abu Dhabi one. And they used to, like, pay for you to go to other countries when you won their competition. So, that was oh. quite a good incentive. So, yeah, you got to travel good. the world. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you'd win one in Italy. <laughs> They pay for you to go to Croatia, hotel and flights and competitions. To compete there. And then if you win that, you get to go somewhere else. So it's like, wow. yeah, my friend won it to Japan. Do you know what I mean? So it's pretty cool. He that won, is cool. He won it in Croatia, bro. He got to go to Japan. I mean, that's a big upgrade. Do you know what that I mean? Is, that is. Wow, that's quite cool, man. Yeah, even just even uh, this weekend, some of our students fought in Grand Slam in uh, the Copper Box. So that's yeah. a stadium, bro. Like, that's how much bigger Jiu-Jitsu's got. And at Black Belt, the prize money is 10 grand. And I just okay. that, that's just like, that's not even the biggest comp. So like the Jiu-Jitsu scene is growing. So there is actually, uh, potentially, there'll be money to be made in that yeah. sport eventually. Yeah, this, is, this is the thing, like, it's moved away from Gi now because of Gordon Ryan. He's, like, the best Nogi guy, so it's just shorts and T-shirt, who openly admits he uses roids because everyone else does. So he's even got, um, 
like a YouTube thing online, how to use roids, right? <laughs> he doesn't care. He just says it, it as is. Yeah, bro. He's just jujitsu, bro. He's sponsored by Bitcoin. This guy's making millions. Like, he's, okay. he's changed the scene. Like, he will go mm. to a fight and write on a piece of paper how he's going to beat the other guy and hand it in wow. an envelope. And then afterwards they open it and they're like, he's beating him like that. It's not fixed because these yeah. guys are trying to kill him. Like, no yeah. one likes him. And he, he likes that. Like, he pisses yeah. people off. Like, he will finish his fights and go on Instagram and troll everyone. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't care. He'll be like, no, you're, you're a pussy. Like, you know, That's so funny. He, he doesn't care, man. Like, he, he does come across arrogant, but when you are that good and you're black belt first year and you've won like 80 fights in a row, you can say what you want. Someone who just sounds like he's uh, gifted, you know? Mm. Sounds like he knows exactly what he's doing. Bro, he's incredible, bro. Like, Is, do you have any idols? In the sport? Yeah. Um, I think, like, Obviously, Roger Gracie, like the guy who gave me my belts up to brown belt. Yeah. Um, just because he's so humble and like, I just, it looks like he's not trying, man. Oh, like, really? he just Is does... he like the Roger Federer of? Bro, yeah, he's got elegance, bro. Like, he elegance. just beats everyone. Like, he took a three year retirement, right? And you've got another guy called Marcus Almeida Buchecha, right? The Buchecha, and it's like that Buchecha, Buchecha. Yeah. It's like the Brazilians are shouting. That's intimidating for most people. And this guy is 20 kilos heavier than him, so he's 120. My coach was 100. Yeah. Three years out, and my coach is seven years older than him. Yeah. And they bring him back for a super fight. So he is like putting the Gracie name on the line. That's like an anime scene. Bro, it is, bro. Bro, there's layers to this. He was training with us. Yeah. Like purple, brown and black belts and Buchecha has gone to Checkmate which is one of the biggest rival gyms he's got all the other best black belts in the world helping him for this fight okay and um, we I remember my uh, old coach he booked out the whole pub in uh, Hammersmith for all of us to go watch it we had it on a big screen because it was all hosted in America yeah. it was in Cali and Hodger um, just came out and whooped him man wow like, three years inactive this guy was double world champion every year my coach wasn't there has winning everything. He never lost. Taps everyone, and he's so yeah. much bigger than him. And uh, my coach put him to sleep. Wow. And like, it, like I gotta the, find that video and watch it. Bro, I, I can send it to you after. Yeah, that Honestly, bro. Wild. Honestly, like, the guy was just aggressive with him for six minutes, and then uh, I think my coach pulled guard, got bored, and tapped him. Wow. Like, it was like he just looks. He just Does looks, he still train with you still today? Um, he's training a bit more now, but he's focusing mostly on his kids. Oh yeah, like because, you said. Okay. Yeah, you've got to understand this guy's grown up in family that is just jiu-jitsu from mm. three years old to 30 that's 30 years of jiu-jitsu 20 hours a week as a kid your dad talks about jiu-jitsu your mum talks about jiu-jitsu your brothers knows. your cousins like there's 50 of you in like a little small road and they're all doing jiu-jitsu do you know what i mean Eat, breathe sleep bro like they are they 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 basically were the pioneers okay. do you know what i mean of brazilian jiu-jitsu and then since then the americans have come a long way because they've made it more nogi now yeah. and the main difference is to attack the lower body, which basically for a lot of people and the Brazilians in particular was cheap jujitsu before because it's oh, easier really? to beat someone in the leg. Well, if you get a hill, what do you mean to attack their okay? It's, yeah, it's, like it's, leg it's, submissions. Yeah. So if you get someone's hill and you get you you entangle the leg and it's called a hill hook or a knee bar. Yeah. You put someone out nine months, and that's why people wow. banned those submissions for a long time because people were just getting finished. They didn't know how to defend them. Yeah. Now it's just part and parcel of every white belt diet. Like everyone is on it now okay. and they're like you've got white belts tapping black belts bro it's changed wow. everything like guys who trained 15 years again. so they have to recalibrate everything they thought they once yes, knew yes. to learn yeah. how to defend against this new style of jiu-jitsu bro I got my brown belt and I left gi to go to no gi 
And I thought, you know what, I'm brown belt. I'm yeah. like, white belts are tapping me, bro. <laughs> really? I was like, what is this? Like, I'm good at jiu-jitsu and I feel yeah. like I'm useless. Like, this guy's doing South End Open. I've fought in Abu Dhabi and Korea, I don't know, like, <laughs> Tokyo. And I'm like, this geezer's like, fought in South End. Everything you thought you know, you just sit yeah. there contemplating the meaning of your life. But it reshaped That's me again, like, it humbled me again. And now I've got it. I'm like, do you know what? Yeah. That's it. I love it. Leg locks are sick. So you're brown belt. How long have you been there sitting on that belt for? Well, I got offered to get my black belt two weeks ago. Wow. But my coach, my coach from Elite, where I learn and where I teach in Luton, they agreed to postpone it to the end of the year. So I can do Europeans and Worlds this year. Is that too, so you can compete in a certain class? So that's just so I can reach the top of my potential as a brown belt. Because okay. essentially I've got 30, 40 years to be a black belt. Yeah. I don't get this brown belt chance back again. And when I'm winning medals for the club, as part of the team, it looks good for the team when you've got a brown belt competing and winning all the medals. Okay. Do you know what I mean? That's every belt, blue, purple. Like yeah. you face, you see these Brazilian kids, they've trained since kids. They could just give them a black belt, but they're like, let's put in blue belt. Oh, he's world champion blue belt, world champion purple. Uh, he was yeah. already a black belt, a blue belt. By the time he gets to black belt, he starts beating all the black belts. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And you're like, oh no, he's won. Well, of course he's won. He was a champion at blue belt. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Brazilian kids, unreal, man. You've been offered your black belt. Mm-hmm. That's getting postponed to the end of the year. Yeah, afterwards. Yeah. What's like the process of getting a new belt? Um, I wouldn't say there's so much a process because you put so much into your training, you're competing and helping your teammates. Mm. That it's, it's, it's more of the time you've put in. That, that in itself, like, you know, in anything in life, it's like when you put time into cooking that dish... You know how when, when when you go to like a Jamaican lady's house and she cooks you Akin saltfish? Seasoned. Bro, that saltfish has been going from the day before. Yeah, because that pot has been seasoned for years prior to that. Bro, 100%, bro. Same like, concept. Bro, you've got, you've got to season that, bro. Like, yeah. that's that, we, you season that mat. You put life, you put sweat, you put blood into that, you put love into that. Yeah. And that time, like, you can't, you know, you can't replace that time you put in there, which has taught you so many lessons. And that's what it is more. The, the belt is a reflection of the effort you've put in, how much you've suffered to get there yeah. and the character you've built from it because at each belt you face different dilemmas and that helps you outside of it. And that's what I'd say to anyone. It is one of the biggest antidepressants is to be doing a martial art where you have a community, which a lot of us lack mm-hmm. in the West, who support you. And like, you're at a gym where everyone wants to be good. I mean, come on, you're in a place that's positive, right? In yeah. itself, everyone wants to get better. Mm. That's healthy competition. And you need your teammates to get good as well because you need to practice on someone. They yeah. need to practice on someone. You could only be as best as, the, as, as good as the next guy. So, 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 the, so the floor rises and the ceiling rises. So you, you just become a group of killers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's exciting, bro. Like the team I'm training at now, I made a big change after eight years at Roger Gracie to go to my friend's team. And it's a young team. And man, that team is going to be monsters like it's, it's wow. a, like already winning comps already like one of our guys got third in Europe and he's even doing Jiu Jitsu like a year and a quarter and he's just got his blue belt bro and like he's gone into blue belt comp where some of them have been training years and he's just whooped everyone wow so like you know there's some good guys there you can start competing that, that early yeah it just depends on how good you are yeah. how apt you are so, so when I say this guy went in he's just gifted yeah shout out to Fabian <laughs> he's, he's a gifted guy he's bro. not every normal human nah bro bro he's, like, he's got those Al- Albanian genetics bro he's, he's a beast yeah he understands he studies yeah. as well man like people don't understand this guy lifts weights he eats really well he mm. works on a building site and you know he's very family orientated he's got the ethics to be a great fighter so he goes in there he trains sometimes two hours daytime two very hours nighttime he's doing 20 hours a week he's, like, even if he's not he's still he, he, when he picks out quick and he puts the time in and he listens yeah. 
you know what I mean? Even if when he's winning things, he listens and he gets better every time. Do you know what I mean? Wow. Yeah, man. There's some good guys there, man. Like, we've got some good guys in both teams on with, like, some really cool guys. In terms of, like, competition-wise, how how does that even work? Do you just enter your teams mm. into, like, sign up for as many competitions? This is what I didn't realise when you said there's actually money to be made because mm. I thought as an athlete that you want if you want to compete you still have to pay for your own ticket to get there no that's, that's you're true you're putting up your own money that's true so it depends what route you're taking if you're a hobbyist you are going to be paying for these competitions yeah like there is perks of being a higher belt like if you've got like there's a competition this weekend grappling industry if you're a black belt you don't pay so that's quite nice do you know what I mean you get good exposure to get onto the bigger competitions so people use the smaller comps as a stepping stone and mm. it's about the clout you build if people see you keep winning then you do become paid because you have a sponsor who pays for all your competitions, so you don't actually pay. Like, I've got a sponsor, so yeah. my comps are taken care of. Shout out to reality. That's it. Like, <laughs> that's, that's it. You got to do it, bro. So you know, like that. He looks after. Everyone's got to eat, bro, yeah. bro. And he he gets a bit of exposure. I get I get my my comps paid for, and then I get onto other shows like Alpha Grappling or the Polaris is the goal. That's the biggest one in the UK. You're getting paid for these shows, so there's good money. Like my coach, he's got a brand sponsor and a show sponsor, so he's paid good money. Do you know I mean? Back before it wasn't like that, but that's down to the guy Gordon Ryan who was quite arrogant. He brought a lot of money to the sport. Okay. And so so like, he's made it attractable for not only sponsors, but 100%. prize money too? Yeah, man. Like that. Right, so you've got ADCC, which is mm. like all submissions, bro. So it's the wildest one. Like it's like people are suplexing each other. You've got what do you mean? Wait, what's AD? What? ADCC. So this is like, like it's run by a guy called Mo Jassim. And like back in the day when it first started, he was bringing in UFC fighters like Chael Sonnen and like all these yeah. guys just to come and fight random people. And he'd be like, oh, let's make a show of it. And um, yeah, he's he's obviously quite wealthy. And he'll be like, yeah, come fight for us. This You're going to be in the middleweight division. Da, 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 and they make fights. And um, gradually it's spread. There's more divisions. But um, it's like the best nogi because people would, you just meet different characters. You've got crazy Russian guys. You've got like, <laughs> bro, you've got everyone. You've got wild Australian guys. Yeah. You've got these like strong African boys coming over. You've got all the Americans, all the Brazilians. So you've got like the best of every, imagine their tribes coming in and fighting. Yeah. It's like, that's what it's like, bro. And um, that now it's a massive show. The last ADCC that went, they had fireworks in there, bro. They had dances in there. They had everything, wow. right? The guys. Full on the Bro, it's massive. It's like yeah. bigger than any ring walk for boxing. The way they've made it now, ADCC is money, man. They've got money there. Like some of the okay. winners, they're getting paid for that show. Mm. Then they're getting a DVD sponsorship. Like people are buying, not DVD, but you know, like you buy an online clips of how to yeah. do this move, how to do that move. Workout plan. Yeah. But so, of that yeah. They get signed contracts, bro. They're making money now. So jujitsu people can make money. Like If you're good at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, is the, that is the caveat. If you're yeah, good at exactly. It. I mean, yeah, like, like anything, right? If you are gonna so what it. made you actually of course you know how it's like the dropout rate is so high mm. like what made you like what what was it for you that made you want to keep at it i never saw myself as a hobbyist bro because i think this is the thing people like when i tell them i do jiu-jitsu they're like oh that's a good hobby and i'm like i don't do this 18 hours a week travel 12 hours a week to get to it study it think about it while i'm yeah. working get beaten up get demoralized if i lose <laughs> To just do this as a hobby, like a yeah. hobby I get is five, six hours a week. That's if you're, you do, you go to the gym, you do weights. Yeah. I can do this three, four hours a day. Just like if you're drilling or moving or whatever. Mm. Like if I could, I would. I'd do that. Now I can a bit more. I do it five times, three times a week. Do weights twice a week. And that's what I do. And there's But no did you know from day one that you really, 
Like, oh, I knew I wanted to compete, bro. I knew. But specifically in this sport? Yeah, 100%. So the first time you rolled, you was like, that's it. I love it, bro. I, I just thought there's so much Your to learn here. Your face scraping against the gym. Bro, bro, I was getting bullied, bro. You're like, this is my life now. Bro, do you know what? Do you, do you know my, my And you're evolving like Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> bro, my, my first classes, I was a dummy, bro. I turned up and there was one black belt and yeah. the rest of the class were like six and seven year olds bro so i couldn't <laughs> spar anyone right i'm like you yeah. know i come back at 22 because i tried it once at 19 and come back at 22 and the guy was like look you can't spar anyone so i've got to show the kids the moves on you and literally i was choked out wow you're like literally a, a dummy bro and he was like, I was like oh yeah yeah we can try something after and i didn't get to try anything after <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was just choked out for an hour bro yeah you're just a body bag that's it and he was like you're right you need to go to this club and that's where i met roger gracie so and now wow okay yeah so that's where i got my belt lineage up to brown and that's yeah. Uh, and the rest is history. Yeah, and then Black Belt will be with Luton and Elite Jiu Jitsu. It'll be a combined one because I train with those two teams. So. Wow. Yeah. I know there's such a thing as a red belt, but is that actually a real thing that people actually possess? Red, red belt is being, I think it's. So you get Coral Belt in between, which is red and white. Okay. That's after 30 years as mm. a Black Belt. Wow. So a Black Belt, you get a tag every three years, one tag. Minimum three years yes, to get the tag. Minimum three years, yeah. So three, six, nine, twelve, in order to advance to the. Right, it's a long one, and then That's long. I think it's fifty years a black belt for red belt. That's when you see these red belts; they're all like 80, 90 years old, and they've started okay. since they were like eight, six, like seven years old. Oh wow! So, it's a so for a lot of people, it's literally impossible. Yeah, if yeah, you start 100%. in the later years. Yeah, 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 I think. Red and white belt could be possible, but you won't be able to move and use it. <laughs> like, you're just like, okay. Yeah, got... you'll be writing your e-books though. Bro, I'll be on the wall on it, that's it. <laughs> wow, um, that's cool though. Yeah, man. So the transition from uh, blue to what's next? Purple. Purple mm. is three years. Yeah, two and a half, three years two ago. And a half, three yeah, years. So then purple goes to? Brown. Brown. Yeah, brown is like where things change because you're allowed to do knee bars, toe holds. So these are lower limb submissions. Oh, so per... per belt class mm -hmm. it specifies what you can and cannot do yeah because you introduce them into the sport you've got to make it a safe space if you let white belts knee bar and wrist lock someone yeah and they don't know how to defend it or they don't know how to actually do it themselves you're gonna have half the students do you know what i mean like, you are man <laughs> oh, gonna... so you kind of just want to prolong it you know? yeah you want because you, you want to keep this community strong oh mate you get some keep the, the nutters the like, a lot of these places are businesses now yes like even when we teach at our academy in luton we we do teach them everything but in moderation mm. it's in a specific position it's not that they're fighting to get that they start in those positions so they can learn to be there and then we may say okay you can only do this submission today so they get exposed to that but then we'll show them how to escape it how to finish it and we just go from there. Like, I think you do need to expose everyone to a bit of everything. But when but you can't just go full in on the deep end. No, because... Uh, so again, this this comes back to discipline too. Even though you know that move is available, mm -hmm. you're not necessarily taught it, but you know it's there, but you still cannot do it. Yeah, in competition anyway, it does go like that. Like, in yeah. the training room, if you have an agreement with your partner when you start the round, we're doing heel hooks. It's fine. Just do your heel hooks. As long as you let them know. Yeah. You can't just like be sparring something, rip it on, and then they're like, yeah. oh shit, my knee's gone. I'm out for nine months. My ACL's gone. Do you know what I mean? Like, you need to let your partners know. And even then, there's a trust within the team. You hold it for three seconds and you're like, look, I've got you. And that's but, it. Yeah. And then you let go. If they, if they don't realize, just let go anyway. Because they're either their ego's too big yeah. or they just, or don't, just don't know what's going on. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So there's, there, there is, there is, a, like, 
obviously in every sport you've got dicks like there was <laughs> yeah. a guy called Rusama Pohares who probably can't beat me up now but he, <laughs> this guy if you ever watch his knee bars and his heel hooks bro this was before people really knew how to defend them Dirty. bro he would put people in hospitals bro, bro like, that's not good nah bro yeah, he just yeah, he just didn't care bro he was a nasty guy man wow that's, what, not... that's why when the new generation came through and they knew how to deal with it and they mm. started beating him everyone was so happy do you know what I mean okay yeah because he was another juice head as well bro I see this guy was like as big as a car like he was like a mini cooper on it he <laughs> 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 as big as a car bro that's hilarious yeah man he's a big dude the competition aspect of things does sound uh, amazing yeah bro it's... but does that mean so if if so, if there's certain specific rules and regulations of what you can and cannot do mm. Can you only fight people of your belt class and yes. lower? So, to, to, okay, so that again is two sided coin. You could be entered into super fights. You could be like this blue belt prodigy, so they might, may make you fight black belts. So it's all rules then. But these blue belt prodigies will be ready for that because they've been training since eight and then maybe 18. Like okay. Col- Colabate is one. He's just, I think he's got his brown belt now, but he's been tapping up black belt since his blue belt. And yeah. since he was 16, it's ridiculous. Like these guys are like 31 with 20 years experience, like more experience yeah. than he's lived and he's beaten them. So there's prodigies. But then when you got IBJF, which is the federational approach, white belt fights white belt. And then, so it'll be two categories. It'll be, you fight your division. And if you want to chance it, you fight absolute, which is like up to 120, 20 kg. Yeah. So you could be like 65 kg in first round. You just got the biggest guy. Oh, so weight class is not necessarily a major factor either. So weight class, so, it's just, so you do your weight class, yeah. and usually if you get top three, like gold, silver, bronze, you get the opportunity to then do absolute. Oh. Yeah, and absolute's good fun, man. Like I'm, I'm in the middle, so I'm okay. I uh, take the small guys. Like, like a free for all. Uh, so, so like, the, like you could have twelve winners, like say winners, twelve medalists. Yeah. And you could face two big guys straight away, then a small guy in the final. It just depends on your bracket. Okay. Like it, they, they mix it up. Then there's no like ranking or anything. It's like okay, cool. Same with blue belt. And you see some wicked matches, man, especially when you get blue and purple, but where people start finding their games, you'll get a guy who's 65 kilos fighting against 120 yeah. and the whole stadium wants that 65 kilo guy to smash him. Yeah. And then the massive guy just gets side control and you're like, oh dear, this is done. <laughs> <laughs> that guy is knocking up and that's it. So it's pretty cool, man. Like, Is weight a big factor in how good one person is? So it depends again, how you're going about this. Are you... Because you know how some people who are lighter quick on their toes, yeah, yeah. more agile, mm-hmm. more agility, heavier people kind of could potentially be slower, but that's not necessarily always the case. True, true. Like you do have some hybrids who are like super explosive. Mm, like like NFL speed. athletes. Probably, yeah. So when these guys come out, we used to have a lot of England rugby players come to our mm. gym and the mobility in their hips, when they're like on their back and they put one knee up and suddenly they're on top of you. And you're like, <laughs> nah, this is, what's going on here? Like, <laughs> yeah. What the hell? 100 kilos and he's like moving like 70. Yeah. It does depend on what you what your goal is. Are you going to be a competitor, or like you know you want to win your division first? So yeah. you are going to come across people who've got the same strength as you. So it comes down to technique. I'm not going to be one of those guys and says no, strength doesn't make a difference because if you and a 65 kilo guy yeah. started jujitsu at the same time had the same level of technique, you will win. Because yeah. your power and your strength will break his stamina and his speed anyway as soon as you guys are engaged in grips. Because grip fighting is one of the main battles there anyway. So as soon as that's locked in and you, he can't break your grips, man, you are going to break him. If you've got the same level of skill, it makes I a huge see. difference. And if you've got the same level of skill, speed makes a difference. Because if they can't catch you, then what are they doing? Yeah. They're chasing shadows. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? It's true, isn't it? Like mm-hmm. You can't take that guy down. You can't tangle him up. He's just gone straight past you. Now he's on your back. 
Yeah. And then he's beating your neck defence. He's just too quick and he's tapped you out. It's done. Wow. Do you know what I mean? Like, it is impressive, man. Like, this is the thing. You can't ever tell someone not to use their strength in fighting. I hate when people do that. They're making excuses because they're going to lose. So that's not even possible, though. So you imagine uh, I could be training with someone who's 70 kilos with both brown belt. Turn down your strength, please. No, but bro, like, you'll whoop them and they'll be like, yeah. oh, he only won because he's strong. Oh, Do you know what I mean? They make excuses, and I don't like that. Like, if yeah. someone's stronger than me, I'm fine with that because I asked to spar them, or they asked to spar me. Yeah, you just you're fighting a different style. You need to learn how to combat that. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if someone's coming at you laterally, you've got to go side to side. It's as simple as that. I can't beat someone 120 kilos crushing me. I need to go to the side where he weighs nothing because his weight's going forward. I go through him on the side. That's why, oh. like, even when in the rugby teams, they taught them a bit of judo to go through the side of the guys. Because you see the most injuries in rugby is when they hit each other head on. It's like yeah. two balls. But when the guy hits him through the side, sorry yeah, about the headphone, okay. sorry, <laughs> they just go straight through them. And they're, yeah. they're, you know, they're, they're, they're taking them down. And that's just the way it is with jiu-jitsu. You need to choose your angles right. Whoa, that's kind of smart. Mm. Yeah. You've got to use their force against them. It's as simple as that. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of like fundamental rules where where you put the head, the body follows. So it's like when you push the head down, he's going to want to come up and then you take the legs because they're weaker. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can attack the neck when he shoots for his double because he's sacrificed his neck. His arms are busy. Do you know what I mean? There's yeah. so many counters for it. He's no like, this is going to be so one-sided. Because every attack someone does, there is a counter-attack. It really there is bro like you can't know everything in jiu-jitsu yeah. like it's impossible so you can't there's no such thing as old oh, one person's the best so so, they're, they're, so gordon ryan is the best okay like right now like if anyone fought him they would not win that's just facts they've got so many guys against him now so many people want to beat him yeah they can't because he knows how to escape every position and he knows how to win his position so that's what we was talking about earlier your game yeah he knows how to manipulate the fight to get to his positions where he's super strong and fits his and just, style of fight just take you out bro i see like wherever he wants to take your back or yeah. take your leg home that's it man like you know <laughs> take some ribs for his dog like it's just, just a ride just, bro they're just uh, a body they're just a body bro wow like, he even talks smack talk to him bro he's on top of him he's just talking some about the life and stuff like that. <laughs> oh really yeah man like he fought some guy and this guy bullied him when he was younger and he was talking to him he's like yeah do you remember when you used to bully me really? look how the tables have turned he's like come wow. on mate get out of this get out of this <laughs> it's so funny man why well, you got your arms pinned and you can't move but he couldn't he was flat on the floor yeah just getting mushed for like 30 minutes. Like he could have beaten him within 10. But he was like, no, I'll let he's it carry prolonging on. it. Yeah, he just, just he with cooked him. him. He cooked him up there, bro. He cooked yeah. him good. Like, it's just mad. I know we're talking about jiu-jitsu in general because I've come at it with quite a competitor's perspective. Like, yeah. Yeah, so I think there is a lot more to it than just competition. But do you enjoy competition? Absolutely, like, Is bro. that where you get the most reward of your sport? Most, most growth. Yeah, 100%. so you can implement everything you feel like you've learned and put into the actual competition and see where, how far bro. it goes 100% you learn a lot from everyone you face as well you meet people from different places like everyone comes from all over the world to fight in London or you go to um, Abu Dhabi they've got worlds there as well in their federation mm. you fight people from all walks of life and usually when you fight your opponent there's such respect there because it could have been a close fight or they respect how you won or you respect how they won you add each other on Instagram and okay. you've got a place to train yeah do you know what I mean? So it goes back to the community side of things. 100%, bro. Like, you are. Would you be able to walk into, say, your competitor's gym? Mm. You know how you talk about rival, your, how you have your rival gym? Mm. Would you be able to walk in there and would, it, you, would, you, would their arms be open to you? At first, no. But then, but then when I roll with like some of their good guys yeah. and they, they feel that I'm decent and they can learn something from it, it comes down to that. 
when you offer something, they will always want to know. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And then it could be just someone who's watching on the side and then they're like, you're sick. You fought that guy. Do you know he's yeah. a world champion? And then you're friends with them. So there's, there's a lot of like, it, it really is a good community to be in because there's something for everyone there. Like yeah. I don't, we have like, or champions who are autistic as well, bro. Like not many other sports have that. Do you know what I mean? We we have like Paralympic divisions as well. Like my friend Justin Levine, he fought, he um was a Paralympic um for Team GB. And okay. He fights in the worlds for for like jiu-jitsu as well. Wow. And he's disabled waist down, yeah. but they still got division for him as well. And he he can win good prize money as well. Like, not that he needs it because he's done well anyway. Yeah. But, do you know what I mean? There is something for everyone. The women's and men are paid the same as well. Like it's okay, that's amazing, bro. It's, it's all like wandering sports, bro. It's it's got a lot going good for it, bro. Like yeah. you know, there's a lot of good. Like obviously the men have more coverage at the moment because I think it's like twenty guys to one girl. Like there's a lot more guys in it, but women are jumping on it more now. So. Mm. Like, especially, like, the youngsters coming through. Like, a lot of the girls come through are sick. Like, they're, like, they're really good. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, there's some cool kids coming through. Is competitions ever just, like, male versus male? Or does it ever get... No, nah, they won't mix, bro. They'll never mix. No, because, uh, like, you've, 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 we've, I've, like... Where I've made podcasts where we interviewed some of the top athletes in the yeah. world. And we've interviewed some of the girls who are black belt world champions. And, the get one, the styles are totally different. The mm. body types are totally different, and the weight divisions are different just because yeah. of like your bone density, yeah. what you can and can't do. Like women tend to be more flexible, but men tend to be stronger. And obviously, with strength, there's more injury, isn't there? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it wouldn't be fair. I mean, like obviously, you do hear street fights, like where people have tried to rob a woman and she just triangles <laughs> the shit out of them. Like, yeah, it's pretty mad. Yeah, man. Like I, I would back any like blue belt female to bat as most most men in London. Like, yeah. you know, especially if they're competitive, a competitive female who's like top level, I reckon they could batter a lot of guys in London, 100%. Okay. Like, a lot of guys would not like me saying that. <laughs> like, but it's just fact, like, truth. yeah, like some of the girls I've trained with in the past, bro, yeah. it's hard work, man. Yeah. It's not easy. Like, there's a girl who trains in our gym, she's 17, her name's Annabelle, a uh, South American girl. Bro, she's 80 kilos. And like when I watch these other guys she faces, yeah, they're she, getting smashed, bro. <laughs> bro, she is whooping them. They're like, because she's a pretty girl. They're like, oh. She's getting handled. Bro, she is battering them, bro. Yeah. She's like crushing them, shoulder pressure, just like ironing them out. <laughs> wow. You're just watching and you're like, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Bro, it's funny, man. Like that is, that is amazing. But what made you want to actually teach it? Teaching it, bro. It's just giving back. Cause like, is that kind of the norm trajectory for for many, or was it? Um, I mean, obviously, it does depend on your personality. Yeah. Like coming from a collectivist culture, like in Cyprus, where we shared everything from young, okay. I think if you want your sport to grow, like there's a thing my dad used to say: if you die and you have a secret, <laughs> you've taken that with you. If that could have helped someone else's life be better, then why don't you share that secret with them? Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it's like. If I've learned anything good, I'm going to give it. I don't, I don't, I, with my students, I teach them my best techniques so they can beat me. And essentially, that makes me better anyway because they're using my stuff against me. Do you know yeah. what I mean? They catch me I'm like, that's my move. They used it against <laughs> me. Do you know what I mean? And I, it's that's pretty like, cool, man. It's cool, yeah. man, because you can push them ahead of your journey. And I think that's like, a lot of people can't do the that. The next generation will be better than the next. And, and also, sacrificing your position as the top dog as well because you're making them better than you. A lot of people can't do that. Yeah. And that's a, that's a character thing. You, that's why a lot of people don't teach because they, they want to be remaining top, right? Oh, yeah, of course. A lot of people. But then in jiu-jitsu, I find that less people want to push people on more. So it's actually a really good place to be because like, it's like your boss 
I've so imagine you work in a corporate job. Yeah. He's going to want you to get good until he doesn't want you to take his job. Do you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's like, he wants you to stay down there. Yeah, he's like, do you yeah. know what? You're good. You're great second in command. You do everything I do, but you're great second. Like, <laughs> no, I don't want like that. I want my students to be better than me, man. Because yeah. they're younger than me. They've got more potential than me. And they're going to be put in a better place than I was. And that's, that's enough for me. That means yeah. I've done my job. Like, like the New Zealand rugby team say, leave the shirt in a better place than when you found it. Yeah. And that's why New Zealand rugby team are so good. Like 91% win rate. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. That's why they win because every person who comes in that team respects that shirt. They sweep the shed. Like they look after everything and they respect it. It's pride when they do the hacker yeah. and everything, bro. Like that's how we want to leave it in jiu-jitsu, man. Like we see. want the new generations to keep being better and better. And just keep keep the sport going, you know? Yeah. Keep it going strong. That's it, bro. Like growing, it's just, it's just like, it's becoming more and more applied to everyone. Like we would love it to go to schools more to be part of the curriculum because you know there's a lot oh, of countries like the equivalent. yeah yeah, yeah. they're starting to bring wrestling in now and wrestling by the way to me is like up there with jiu-jitsu like, oh really wrestling's unreal bro not wwe I'm no yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know like wwe's sick like, you, know, <laughs> you know undertaker and all that but <laughs> yeah that was my childhood you know? bro bro w was sick bro the rock and all that triple yeah, h that yeah that was when a guy comes out of coffin oh man so that's wild. undertaker on a, bro on a bell yeah it's so wild it's oh. the most it's some of the most extravagant scripts out there <laughs> and the lighting's always on point and yeah. the commentary without the Without the commentary, would it even be the same? True, true, mm. man. Because like, it is, it is. Because like, I swear they copy it in UFC. They're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, like, everyone screaming. Yeah, is, now yeah. you have Joe Rogan just commenting all of them. Right, his podcasts are good as well. For, I think, especially for uh, for someone to comment on the sport, mm. uh, for be, him being a commentator, it's amazing that you have people who know what they're talking about, mm. so they can can dissect and make mm. it dumb just, it down for the viewers at home. Like, oh. This is what happened. Do you follow the UFC? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, to, yeah, yeah. And I, I enjoy the UFC. I think lost this way a little bit with the McGregor Mayweather phase. Oh, when he moved. Okay. Yeah, lo- I, I, but then that was not UFC. No, nah, man. That was just that pantomime. Was the money, isn't it? Pantomime, yeah. bro. Like, I think. I, but I, that's for uh, boxing now, though. You know. Oh, Jake Paul, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that guy, man. Yeah, I mean. It wants to fight Mayweather now. That's a bit crazy, man. Uh, honestly, it's, it's, I find the marketing side of that fascinating. How they're able to captivate so many people. And I would love to know uh, how much the other person's in on it. Mm. Like, is Mayweather in on the script or the plan of how we can make it seem as though we, ha- we are at complete odds with each other yeah. to sell tickets? Well, because they sell crazy pay-per-views. Yeah. And you're like, it's not even a real like it's not a real real fight mm. because it's never going to go on his record as a loss if he ever was to take yeah, the loss true, you know so true. it's about but yeah. it generates so much interest and yeah. now you it's just yeah they 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 some of the fights they make they make more money than professional fights it's just like how 100% yeah cuz they just have amazing a huge huge following it's it's crazy man like, i think like their generation is so inspired by this Google generation, I call it. So maybe in our generation... We're yeah, social, like social media it is, bro. It is, bro, because mm. like when I grew up, man, I was in Cyprus at the beach. Kicking like, Coke cans. Kicking Coke cans, <laughs> eating mud, like <laughs> climbing up pine trees, bro, like chasing yeah. goats in the village. Do you know what I mean? It was different, bro. It was different. Like, yeah. Kids now, it's like everyone diagnoses themselves on Google. No one does sports. No one cooks. 
everyone's upset, everyone's sad. Well, especially now as well, like kids don't even go out to play no more. Right. Like as a kid growing up in London, I was always out. Yeah. You're out playing, you're running, you're playing football, you're, you're exposing yourself to viruses, you know? Bro. Now it's like, I don't want to speak on all the kids growing up, but where you're so, not necessarily sheltered, you live a life online. Yeah. Through your phone. Yeah, you connect with all your friends through social media and then outside of school is the only time you get socialised you're back at home on your Playstation mm. you know and it's just this cycle that there is nothing else in between there's no physical activity there's nothing else to really stimulate your mind everything is just there to capture it for that very second yeah. you're totally spot on man I think that's why we push so much on teaching the kids mm. and pushing more kids to get in if we can bring it to like that national school level like, you go to France, it's like, they do Savate in school, it's like their version of kickboxing. Yeah. Japan, they've got judo. In um, Korea, they've got so much going on there mm. as well, do you know what I mean? Like, this, like, I know in Russia, it's wrestling. America, they've got wrestling at school, basketball. Like, there's a martial art in most countries. Like, we need to bring it here. Like, I think that would be awesome because there's so many characters. It's just even just London, like, with all the yeah. nationalities. Like, there could be, like, now London in particular is churning out some super good fighters. Okay. And we're bearing the fruits of every diverse nationality we've got here. And that's what makes the training so sick in London because you've just yeah. got everyone here. You have every body type too. Yeah, man, every body type, every um, mentality. Yeah. Like, like, man, like, you meet so many people with different competition mentalities. Like, okay. They're wild, I thought you was going to say, like, you get the biggest street thugs that come out, come into the Oh, bro, they get whooped as well. Humble. They get whooped, bro. Like, bro, I, I've, 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 had, I've gone against guys who are like meant to be bad men they come out of prison <laughs> okay. and like they got scars and tattoos everywhere yeah. they're literally frothing at the mouth to fight you know? <laughs> and you tap them out and they come for you hard yeah. and like you tap them out again they come for you hard and slowly slowly you just chip away and then they yeah. become a nice person <laughs> and you're like oh you're shit breaking down those layers I'm sorry mate like you know like, <laughs> yeah. you, you ain't gonna tap me like, I'm gonna whoop you like this is our this is our house now do you yeah. know what I mean? you gotta respect it man yeah, that sounds you, you that's exactly it. It's the respect and again that it goes down to the discipline behind those things. Mm. But outside of so I think a lot of people that wanna that just any physical activity in general, mm. injury is something that nobody yeah, wants, yeah. Nobody wants. So mm. how do you like recover? For me it's like sauna is my life. Sauna's good, yeah. Sauna's my life. If yeah. I can get access to a cold plunge I would. Mm. But it's very rare. I've done chirotherapy. That's great. Mm. But what and I know for you do massages. You do what else? Do you do cupping? Cupping. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. Keep it real simple. And David Goggins swears by it as well. What's that? Stretching, bro. Stretching. Like people yeah. knock it and they say this and that. And yeah. Stretching. Like this is the thing. People think you have to stretch to be flexible. No, you don't. Mm. I'm not. I'm not doing. Like my, my, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, why do I need my adductors to do that? That's not going to win me a fight. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I do it to stay young so I can say stop or, stop or move. Yeah. So like I do 30 minutes a day. It doesn't matter where I am in the world. I will do 30 minutes a day. I'll make sure all my muscles are covered and I'm ready to move. And do you know what? I feel more mobile. I've kept my body in that shell so I've stayed that same age. And essentially the more yeah. you stretch, the younger you get. That's where you get these people who are like 50 doing Pilates every day and they feel better than they were 30. Yeah. And it does make sense, man. Like, so you've got stretch, good sleep, lots of water, good proteins and good like leafy greens. You're good. Yeah, you know I, no, I, mean? I do agree with you with the stretching side of things. Just even having an ab roll, like a foam roll at home, mm. you can just target everything on your back, yeah, your legs, course, everything man. I saw. Yeah, you just come out feeling like a little... Your muscles feel brand new, you know? Bro, it's the best feeling. When, yeah. when, when you're moving and you feel light, your muscles are using less energy anyway. 
Yeah. Do you know what I Then you can do more. Like, doesn't that make more sense? You yeah. can do more when you feel light. Why shouldn't everyone want to do that? Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, even from basic things like walking upstairs or just getting into bed, if you feel light, you're going to sleep better anyway. If you feel heavy when you're trying to sleep, it's yeah. like, it's a chore to sleep. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to roll on that shoulder. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, so you got, you want to feel light, bro. That's the best way. Like, yeah. I, I, so that's just my thing. I like to stretch, bro. And I, that, so uh, because you give other people massages, mm. is 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 it ever like reciprocated? Um, because I'm, a massage goes a long way, uh, man. Bro, it's good, man. I, I did I did have uh, one person who used to do massages for me, but mm. she's become a model now, so that's just gone. Okay. So that sucks. <laughs> it pays a lot more, doesn't it? Do you know what <laughs> yeah, <I mean? laughs> because a massage as well, it, it, it's just that deep relaxation. Yeah, of course, bro. So I want to fly back to Thailand just to get her fifteen pound. A legit massage. Bro, no, no, yeah, of course, bro. Of course, legit. Yeah, bro, sure, man. <laughs> no, man, no, bro, you're right. Do you know what? I think people underestimate about massage. You're vulnerable. So you yeah. release that stress talking to someone as well. And mm. it's the skin on skin as well. Like, even yesterday, I had a hand massage of someone who's not even professional. Yeah. It felt awesome, man. Yeah, because you don't, you don't realise how much tension is in your palms. 100%, when bro. 100%. It's just a lot of relief. Even two, five minutes, bro. Yeah. And you feel like your day's better. Yeah. So if you can do that for, you know, I would recommend people to get it twice a month, man. If, especially if you're in office work as well. You're sitting, Same your thing. hamstrings are tight, your back, your rhomboids, everything. Do you know Nothing what I mean? really moves. Yeah, man. Like, definitely. And I've seen you, I think you've done cupping. Like, mm-hmm. you do cupping to other people. Yeah, hijama, bro. Yeah, it's one of the sunnas in Islam. So, um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. What's the difference between just regular cupping? So, so regular cupping is just basically... Your, because I've done regular cupping. Yeah. So you can do that same as fire cupping. It's just heat. It just stimulates the circulation. I think... I don't know what I did then. I think I've done fire cupping. Yeah, it's just that is just all to improve circulation, bro. That yeah. reveals the area. So you yeah. can see what trauma's in that area because yeah. you actually haven't released anything. You've just improved the circulation there. Now, when you do wet cupping, which is also called hijama... You're getting a medical blade and you're breaking the epidermis. So that's the top layer of skin. Yeah. Don't worry, I'm not writing like a, a tattoo on you or anything. No, because it's, it's like an equivalent, not bloodletting. It's similar. It's no, similar. It it's it like is. it's getting rid of the toxic blood. 100%. And yeah. I saw something in what they do in India. They would drain from the waist down. Okay. And when they do specific cuts into the veins, you see how dark the so, blood is. Yeah. So that, that's due to the acidity in your blood. Oh, so crazy. So that could be to your diet, it could be smoking, it could yeah, be yeah. like a traumaed area where the blood is thicker there. So it's like where the muscles have compressed and then there's not enough oxygen. That's exactly what yeah. it is. So where we let the thick blood go, obviously you've got red bone marrow in your bones that yeah. produces new blood. The new thin blood promotes the oxygen and the minerals there mm. that heals the muscles. And then the body also goes through homeostasis where it's like, oh shit, this is not natural. We need to balance this out. Yeah. So then you're actually getting two healing agents. You've got the one where you've released the bad blood and you've got the new blood there and then the balancing of the homeostasis to bring you back to where you was. Okay. So you're actually healing over the week. So that's why cupping, like especially blood cupping, is really good. So how how does how would you conduct that? So what, you mean actually the practicality you know when, of it? Yeah. Yeah. So you're not giving me a tattoo on the back. I want to know how you did it. Okay, bro. So like... Um, we firstly apply like olive oil to the skin, yeah. get the skin used to it, move the cup around. So all the cups are plastic. We throw them away because just for hygiene purposes, I buy 500 at a time. Oh, I see. So okay. I would never use the same cup on someone else. It's just yeah. that one person. I can use that same cup on them multiple times for that session. Yeah. Then I get rid of it. So I put the cup yeah, on. Yeah, they sound sick. <laughs> bro, it's, bro, it's good, man. We'll do it one day, bro. <laughs> four, four or five minutes just to then reveal that area. So it could be your lower back, could be like the top of your yeah. hamstring and your lower because back. Because I know like... it. 
shows where you have stagnant blood mm -hmm. and over time when it builds up over the course of a week you can see like certain parts of your area of your body's more the, the, the rings are darker yeah bro yeah, yeah of course bro that's just because everything's just too compressed there there's no blood flow there's no oxygen there I see. and it could be a really bad injury like I my, my traps are awful whenever I do it mine go black like yeah. they're, they're terrible so I'll leave it on 6-7 minutes for me it'll be long because it's myself I'm not going to basically complain about yeah because I've done that along with acupuncture acupuncture is amazing it bro. feels as though something's sucking you yeah. physically so, and it's getting your muscle is so weird so uh, let me explain that so that on the other hand, you know when you do massage, it's positive pressure. I'm pushing into the muscle fibers. Yeah. But when it's cupping, it's negative pressure. Yes. So we're pulling away. So there's no forced pressure. You've got like your three clicks where you suck, use the suction gun. Yeah. You ask the person, are you okay with that? Because it'll feel like a light pinch at first. Yeah. But then if you're comfortable, your body will adapt anyway. And then we've got it to its maximum. And then what we do is we take that off. We get the medical glade. Obviously, you're wearing your gloves. So it's all safe and hygienic. And we, we stay within the circle. I really can't see this, but we stay within the circle. Yeah. We get the medical blade, lines, lines, everything within, like that. We just break the epidermis, top layer of skin. So you know when you fall over and you cut yourself, that's yeah. three layers. Yeah. This is just one, so it's not really bad how people think. You would not feel it. I'll use an 11 or 15, it's just seconds like that. It's like a little tickle, that's yeah. how it feels. Um, obviously, if you get it near your spine, you feel a bit more because there's less muscle fibers there, it's less yeah. protective. Do that on, buy the cup again, five minutes, six minutes max. Whatever needs to come out will come out. So some people bleed a lot, some people don't. So this is why when we do it, we ask the person not to eat three hours before because you know when you eat, your digestive system takes all the blood into the stomach. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why we feel so tired after our lunch break. Okay. People think it's just because you eat loads of carbs. Actually, the meat is harder to break down. Your, your body's processing it and breaking yeah, down. Exactly. Yeah, the meat is way harder. If you have red meat, that stays in you with eight hours, yeah. man. So like, we ask them not to do that, so not to eat anything like that for three hours before we get rid of the shit <laughs> clear it up I show him it as well I'm like this is what you did wow <laughs> you know, it's, it's quite cool man it is quite cool so wh when you take off the cup there's the the pressure's built up and then when you make the incision it just pulls out so you see you, you've done your dry cupping first yeah. five minutes you make the incisions, reapply the cup. Oh, you reapply the yeah. cup. Yeah, so you've got like 10 minutes on that same area wow. so you really are improving that circulation yeah. do you know what I mean um then when you remove it, so we, we do the seek, we get we get tissue around it, so we don't want to make a mess on the person. Right? <laughs> yeah. And we scoop it up like that, and then that's it. We we have to we have special bags. We bin it in with the blades and everything. Clear the person's back. And that's it. You carry on from there. Wow. Or if if you want it on hamstrings, knees, uh, knuckles, you can because we've got different size cups. It goes from B six to B one, yeah. and we've got curvature cups as well, so you can accommodate like the curves as well. Wow, it's really cool. Man. That that sounds really cool, man. If I knew that was such a thing, I would have opted for that instead of my standard cupping. Mm. Yeah. But bro, they're both good. Like, I, I promote both. Like, okay. If I do massage, I'll do trigger points and cupping as well. And I think them, if you combine trigger points and cupping, it's the best. Because you you're getting rid of all the pressure and, yeah. and you're releasing pressure as well. So mm. definitely, bro. Like, Are you prone to many injuries during your day-to-day like, -day roles? Um, because you're training every day, yeah, multiple times a day. Yeah, you are, bro. Like, I, I can't say this is the it depends on the training room you train in. I train in a room for the guys who want to be world champions, so like they got 110 percent. That bro is balls to the walls, man. It's yeah. mad. Like, there's even in a position they know they've lost, they're still going crazy because someone may watch or someone may shout something. Because you know, like, you get that lad's banner, and it's like. 
you know, you, you're fighting a world's final in there sometimes. I'm like, man, it's, it's like 10 in the morning. What the hell? Why is this guy full of beans today? And he's on it. Like, it's mad. Like, I love it though. I love it. Like, we're there to be a strong man and like, you know, strong human. Like, you, you want to be. You want to be the best you best can that, possibly be. Yeah, the best athlete you can be, brother. That's yeah. what it's about. Do you know and what I mean? That's, especially, I think, uh, that's the key thing. You view yourself as an athlete and you live by it. You diet, everything, your recovery, you train yeah. it like an athlete. Just apart from too much chocolate consumption. Bro. Yeah, you need to cut that back, man. Throw it badly, bro. <laughs> really? Bro, it's bad, man. So in t- what does your diet look like? I thought it was just like shawarma every other day or... Uh, I don't, or listen, I, I, I like kofta and shawarma, bro. But yeah. now, nah, bro, like me, it's chicken and lamb most days. Rice, broccoli, simple like that. And about six chocolate bars in between. No. There, bro. Easy, Are you bro. serious? Yeah, bro. I thought you're talking like you have a a one bar every week or something. <laughs> nah, bro, no, Are bad. you serious? Yeah, bro. That's why I have to take like three weeks off, isn't it? <laughs> That's so bad, man. I know, I know, bro. Like, what's, your, what's the guilty pleasure, though? Like, what type of chocolate? Kit Kat. It could be when I'm driving to training because, like, driving is an oh, hour, wow. so you need a snack. You need a bit of energy before you fight. Do you you know someone needs to sponsor you, man. Get you some nice protein thing. bars or. Well, we'll, we'll fix something, <laughs> like, but we were eating like a Kit Kat chunky. I, I like Mars bars, Mars Twix, bars. Bounties. Those are the worst ones. They're, they're bad, isn't it? Or Snickers, <laughs> bro, as well. Got nuts as well. Yeah, bro. yeah, man. Like trip on it, not even one. No. <laughs> and, then, and then you sit in the in the in the petrol garage, just two for two fifty. So you're like, oh, do you know what? Oh have wow, one. have that on the way home. I always wondered who actually buys those stuff me, in bro. the petrol station. It's me, bro. Get the BP points. <laughs> <it>? Oh wow. <laughs> That's so crazy. I mean, uh, I can bring out the chocolates and we can just snack on a whole box of heroes. Oh, bro, no, bro, to. don't do it to me, bro. <laughs> I've been good in Morocco, man, so I need to yeah. I need to stay away, bro. What's your schedule look like? Oh, tomorrow's a busy one, bro. Three massages, three classes yeah. and training. So, so people literally book you in last yeah. minute? Because I remember we tried to film this other time yeah bro because like, i have the app on sometimes i work on urban sometimes so oh yeah i've heard of that app. yeah independent so, specialists can sign up to it you can book it yeah you just book it and people can sign you sometimes i have the availability then i think nothing's going to come through and then you get two people in a night and you're like okay well i've got to do it because you don't get that many cancellations on it or they fire you from the app so <laughs> you need to but be yeah. on, you need to be on it they can't yeah. have an inconsistent worker which i totally understand yeah you know? um is but, it the same concept as that uber you get a five-star review yeah, 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 yeah. So far, five stars. It's not really? too bad. It's not too bad. You've done <laughs> all right, yeah. In that in itself is some stories on that, bro. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, wasn't people trying to hit on you or something? Uh, yeah, bro, all the time. Yeah. yeah, like, and it's not just girls. It's guys oh, as well. Really? Yeah, man. I've had people just open the door, be fully naked, and I'm like, "Are you okay?" Oh, so you have to go to their house. Yeah, you yeah. bring everything with you. Yeah, that's why I like to have my own customers because they come to my studio or yeah. I um treat them in Luton or even at theirs if it's a personal customer it's a bit easier yeah. than just coming off the app so um so yeah she don't yeah it's not a random yeah it's sometimes style. a bit a bit funny so yeah like I know I get why a lot of women don't want to be masseuses because it's uh I see you get harassed a bit do you know what I mean like okay. they ask you for extras oh poor you no 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 do you know what I mean I don't, I don't even want sympathy bro but like yeah. <laughs> you, get t- you get tired when they're like oh what other things do you do and I'm like oh I'm doing level 4 and 5 soon yeah. and they're like what do you mean <laughs> I'm like well I'm going to do like acupuncture course dry needling as well and they're like yeah but what else do you do and I'm yeah. like uh, I teach jiu jitsu <laughs> and they're like no 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 what, what are you trying to lose at <laughs> yeah. I, know, I know like what do you want from me yeah. oh man even the other day there was I won't say his name, but I was treating this Irish brother and um, 
he he's a good client. He's been to me quite a few times. He was like he, he's lactose intolerant, so he had a bit of a runny nose. And you know when you lay down face down yeah. in a massage, you, you can feel a bit bunged up, right? Yeah. And um, I had cream on one hand. And he's like, can you get the tissue paper over there? So I'm not going to doubt the guy who's got tissue paper in his living room because he's probably been busy, right? Um, <laughs> so <laughs> so I get, go to get his tissue paper and I go to hand it to him, but he's face down. He can't see what's going on. Yeah. And yeah, he just grabs my privates. No, you got molested. <laughs> yeah, bro. And I was like, bro, you just grabbed my penis. <laughs> and he's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I'm not gay. I like women. I like women. I was How like, was that mistaken for tissue though? Because he's looking, he's just grabbed. Well, he's done that before. <laughs> oh, bro. And I was like, okay, cool, bro. Like, I don't care if you like men, but just don't grab my penis. And like, <laughs> it's just like, oh, man. And that's the last time I've seen <laughs> oh, you. Oh, man. It's like, you know, when people vomit in the Uber, you get a surcharge. <sighs> that's what there should be equivalent. Just give me a 20 quid tip on that. Majority of my customers are nice. So that's they just nice. want to get better. Like, the way we treat them is. It's not just the massage or the cupping or the trigger points or the aftercare exercises. Yeah. It's a lifestyle because you want to give them the tools to deal with the cause, not the symptoms. Because the symptoms is the bad back, it's the tight hamstrings. But if you help them with the cause, it's because you sit a certain way. It's because you lie a certain way. Like, mm. Why is your right trap always tight? Because you sleep on your right shoulder. Yeah. Okay, I don't want to sleep on my back because my wife will get mad. Okay, so... I mean, this is why I switch sides. We constantly rotate where we sleep for yeah. that very reason. Yeah, it's important, man. It is very important. Sleep's I'll, important, bro. Yeah, you like you should feel your muscles when you sleep. If it's hard, right? Can you imagine just doing a bicep curl for eight hours? Yeah, your neck's buggered, bro. Like people are yeah. sleeping like rigid necks, necks as tight as anything. And this is why I've invested so much money into mattresses. You yeah, know? big thing. I've changed my mattress like three times in the past two months. What's the winner then? My current one, Silent Night. So, I, you know, yeah, I've seen them advertised yeah, a lot, man. It's just different, you know. Different level, yeah. I mean, personally, I like a firmer sleep. Yeah. I mean, I grew up living on, like, sleeping on firm and, like, be, like living in Japan. That's all they do. Yeah, sleep on yeah, in Vietnam, yeah. they sleep on wood. Yeah. Because it's so hot. And I was like, that's a bit extreme. Mm. But your body adapts to it. It does. And I think softer mattresses are just more detrimental to me, you know? Mm. It just, my spine just goes a little bit lopsided. And then, yeah. Everyone's got natural curvature. Yeah, yeah. Before you know it, one month in, you look at your mattress, you're like, why is it flat on one side? It's like, <laughs> get rid of this, man. This is horrible. Yeah, that's true, bro. You want to get something of decent quality. Yeah. I mean, it's your sleep after all. Like he said, you're sleeping eight hours a day. It should be something. It's a third like, of your life. Yeah, it's a long time of your life, man. 33 years if you're hundred bro yeah that's think of it like that that's wild isn't yeah, it yeah that's wild yeah, i watched a documentary the other day about a guy in vietnam who doesn't sleep and apparently uh, the vietnam war had a toll on how he is it's yeah he's never really been diagnosed but there's many documentaries on this person specifically yeah, yeah, yeah. and he just can't get rest like he he's, he will lay down his body would relax mm. but he's not actually sleeping and he'll get up in like five minutes and have a shot of rice wine and go through okay, that. Yeah. yeah, the equivalent. Yeah, and it's like, that's yeah, non-stop. I'm like, yikes. To be not... He's like 80-something now. He's not slept for 50 years. Mm. That's crazy. Bro, that's, that's, I, don't, I don't know how he's alive, bro. Yeah. Because a lot of people, like, end up going crazy. Yeah. Like, I had, like, a week of not sleeping, and I, I didn't want to be around, bro. I was like, it's I'm like, miserable. Yeah, it's like being jet-lagged, you know? Is, Imagine bro. being jet-lagged non-stop. It's I horrible. I don't know how they do it, bro. Yeah. No, that's not... That's and not... I guess this is why it's like you come back from Morocco, having that sun too. Do you feel refreshed? Bro, it's true, man. Like, even when I was living out in India... The guys, they're not out in the sun every day, but it comes to like midday is like you, your eyes need to see that light at midday yeah. and that's enough for you. You've got that vitamin D for the day. Yeah. And you, it makes you happy, man. It does, bro. 
It's like, like when you, you wake up and you yeah. see that yellow light outside or the blue sky. Yeah. Like, it's like here in the summer. London's one of the best cities in the world in the summer. Long summer days. Bro, it is, man. Nice. It is one of the best places to yeah. be with all like the restaurants and the bars. The vibe, it's here. such a good vibe, you know, the energy, mm. everyone's happy. Bro, it's You mad. can go to the park and just chill. Bro, there's park walks, man. Yeah, yeah I love yeah, that. <laughs> Bro, like, it's got some nice parks in London as well. That's what I do say for a lot of people is like, yeah, spend time your summers in London mm. and then when... When it comes to winter, go chase the sun. Yeah, you, know? you can go away, bro. Yeah, like I'll always spend most summers here. Maybe up until May, I'll be traveling to hot countries, and then yeah. it'll start again October, November. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because that's when you might as well be away, like you said, because yeah. there's no sun here. It's just cold. I think if it was thirty degrees every day, your body naturally acclimatizes to yeah, it. It's not course. as hot as people think it is. No, no, no. You know, when I was in Egypt, there'll be days when you go further south, it's like forty-four degrees. Mad, like, mad, bro. Stifling, you know. Bro, Luxor, bro. And you're drinking water. Your body's processing it so quick, you don't even pee mm. because it's coming out of your pores. Like, yeah, it's bro. intense. But it's tough for those guys because they, yeah. they're losing electrolytes as well. Yes, and so that's that, the biggest thing. You need salts in your in your system. That's the one thing I will say. We're talking about jujitsu. Have a salt lick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, or a pack of crisp. <laughs> bro, some people do. Uh, SIS, you know, the fizzy tablets. Yeah. They're the best, bro. I just whack one of those with my water straight after training. Like, yeah, is it the one that dissolves in water and you yeah, drink it? Yeah, bro, I just eat it. <laughs> People are like, you're mad. You let so, bro, no, I way. just eat it, bro. They're like, you're so village. And I'm like, I don't yeah, care, bro. Yeah, I get so the strawberry. Bad. I like the strawberry, bro. <laughs> but how good. would you taste it? It's a powerful man. It's fine. Nah, bro, it's good, man. I just eat it, innit? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care, bro. It tastes good, innit? So I just eat it. That tablet's worth of energy is in that or that. It doesn't yeah. matter way. You're going to... It's going to go down, isn't it? So. Yeah, so one of my friends I train with, he every time when he feels like his muscles are seizing, mm. he, he runs to the shop and buys a packet of crisp. Just has, like, the, the salt is enough mm. just to relieve the cramp. It's mad how cramp works. Yeah, like, and then I was like, when I put two and two together, I'm like, this makes so much sense. Why when people are running marathons, they have little uh, salt, block cubes on mm. their side where you can just have a salt licking for it away that's mad isn't it yeah, yeah. I, i've not heard of that but that's that's just the smell yeah. it works it's just a quick you know straight instant in. it's an instant yeah, absorb yeah. It. yeah your body absorbs yeah, it it's easy you sweat man. too much like, we do sweat too much i think a lot of people don't rate that the, the recovery yeah. phase of any training yeah so for anyone who's ever been to sauna just sit in the sauna and everything that comes out if you just lick your skin you'll you'll taste how salty you are really yeah yeah, but that doesn't last long because you're, you sweat it all out. It's gone, yeah. So if I'm doing like a 30-minute session, I'll, let's say I jump back in the shower and hit another 15 minutes and I'm sweating again. I have no more salt in my system. Yeah, it's different, yeah. It just tastes like water. Mm. But it's a, you, it goes to show how much salt leaves your body just by sweating in general. Yeah. So you've done your two-hour workout in a sauna. You're non- you need to replenish. 100%. And that's why it's so important. So if you don't have a good diet yeah. supplement, man overall message for bjj mm. i just think everyone should try it because there is something for everyone and you get to invent your blueprint in line with your body your skills so you could be skinny tall fat short yeah it's just how you apply your body to those situations and how you can make it work for you and i think there's no other sport where you can do that apart from like there normally is like ruiz who beat anthony joshua you don't really see anyone in other oh, sports. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. BJJ, there is stars in every weight division, and there's like both genders as well. Like you don't have that in other sports. Mm. You don't like there's entertaining fights. There's different rule sets, and there's like different mad competitions. Like 
it could be country every country so it's really starting to become really okay. cool now like yeah and like I definitely think everyone should try it like there really is something for everyone so that's the main thing I think give it a try and you'll yeah. make new friends and you'll be a better person for it help your life sounds perfect I don't think anyone can sum it up better than just that where can people find you? Uh, so you can find me at Elite Jiu Jitsu which is in Leagate so that's East London Luton, which is in Luton, <laughs> and um, if you want to try good gyms, there's plenty in, uh, well, Central and West London as well. I see. So you've got some really good gyms like uh, Fight Zone, uh, Roger Gracie, very good gym, Carson Gracie as well. So there's some good gyms out there. Oh, that's cool. Definitely, yeah. yeah. So check out Elite and Luton Grappling Club, 100%. Jed Hugh and Dr. Salman, you need to check them out. Very good guys. Perfect, man. Thank you, brother. Thanks for coming on. Uh, it's an honor, bro. Thank you so much for being patient. Thank you. It took a long time, though, didn't it? No, no, bro. You're a busy person. Well, so are you, bro. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.